The overused word of the past year is back yet again on this podcast, volatility, not to mention the F word. Yep, food box program. What a week. We kicked it off with a limit down move on milk and products, pushing to expanding trading limits on Wednesday for block cheese, class three milk, cash settled cheese and dryway. Now today, nearly all those commodities have turned green. Lucas, what's the latest on the food box program and government stimulus measures? Fill us in. Yeah, Alyssa, CME spot cheese peaked on Monday, but then broke a little lower on Tuesday, which caused that futures collapse as traders were a little bit hesitant to predict where exactly prices might go from here. I think the major theme on the food box that has largely materialized in the past few days, at least from high ground standpoint, is that a little bit less cheese than expected might be going into those boxes as vendors have learned some lessons from the first few rounds of the program. The, the government regulations on, this, on these food boxes require certain amounts of, of products and at least some cheese needs to go in the boxes. But when we look to prices and kind of sentiment and even availability, I think a lot of the required dairy in the boxes will come from class two products, things like sour cream or, or cottage cheese or even yogurt that have a little bit more water weight and some less dairy solids in there than uh, natural or even processed cheese. That has prevented cheese prices from hitting the $2 mark like we had expected. We were just shy of that on Monday and a little bit lower into the end of the week overall. There could be, though, a bit of a jump once USDA finalizes those contracts. We do expect that within the next week, and then deliveries will begin by the end of the month. Shifting over to government stimulus, last night on Thursday evening, President-elect Biden revealed a $1.9 trillion stimulus plan. If passed, it would be the third stimulus plan since the start of the pandemic and following, of course, the bipartisan plan that was just passed here in late December. It's a little bit less, though, uh, from a food and agriculture perspective, a little bit less in terms of um, programs and funding versus the first two packages. Uh, not really anything for uh, support for farmers. And from the nutritional perspective, simply an extension of that 15% increase in SNAP benefits that would bring us from uh, what the last stimulus package did all the way into September. Also some funding for the WIC program and some funding for kind of a unique program where restaurants would get funding to provide food to families in need. Lots of government programs and government announcements driving uh, sentiment and a little bit less on the fundamental data this week. Yeah, as far as reports go, we really just worked on our forecast all week. And uh, our customers can look forward to reading that as well as viewing our forecast figures on CME products later this afternoon. Other than that, uh, I suppose the USDA finalized November's commercial disappearance figures. Anything to gauge from that data, Lucas? Yeah, you know, commercial disappearance is kind of our, our final take on the month once we've got all the production, export, and demand figures finalized. 
On cheese, total cheese disappearance a little bit lower versus prior year. It was the second consecutive month that that has happened. So some weaker sales there. While American, primarily cheddar demand was higher, uh, weaker mozzarella production and weaker mozzarella sales really driving that total lower. Butter was a little bit higher than prior year and seasonally the highest of the calendar year to date. That is totally normal in terms of overall butter trends, but nothing really impactful to report there. I think maybe from the nonfat dry milk side, exports moving lower, but that was offset by slightly stronger domestic demand in the month, uh, keeping that November figure a little bit supported. I think key takeaway here. Uh, this data maybe not as impactful to markets, but looking ahead, maybe just just briefly on where we expect demand. I think food service demand will struggle into January and February, especially with restaurants still shut down. But it's important to remember that we are quickly approaching uh, the one-year mark on the pandemic. That's when we'll hit those March comparable values that are uh, will just kind of skew data in all sorts of ways. But certainly, uh, uh, March food service demand will likely be stronger versus prior year due to the, the total collapse last year at the very beginning of the shutdown. The very bullish GDT, Alyssa, that's coming up on Tuesday. Any thoughts there? Thank you for that. You know, heading into next week's global dairy trade event, Fonterra left their offer volumes unchanged, but the path of least resistance is to the upside. I think the biggest concern has come in the form of China's renewed COVID spread that will force individuals to miss a second consecutive Lunar New Year celebration. And what that will do, of course, is limit consumption as well as spending in the nation. Otherwise, NZX futures are pricing in another solid jump on Fonterra's flagship product, whole milk powder, of about 2.7%. In addition, global skim milk powder remains tight, and inflated food prices in China should bring demand throughout the first half of 2021. That'll do it for today. Thanks for listening. We look forward to talking to you next week. Cheers. Be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And if you're interested in receiving more information as well as our analysis, please visit highgrounddairy.com to request a free 30-day trial today. Futures and options trading involves substantial risk and is not suitable for all investors. 